just to suit your ego, yeah. I've placed you on mic number one. Thank you. And headphones number one. It's a status thing for me. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about keeping you happy, mate. Yeah, I know, I know you've got a strict working environment you have there sometimes. Hey. <laughs> what about you? Just, you know, I know you're a high-maintenance bloke. I've got to look after you. Oh, yeah, when was the last time you flew anything other than business class? <laughs> Um, I flew economy to Melbourne for the Formula oh. One. <laughs> Formula One, I went economy. Talk and, about status. And my yeah. flight was delayed. Oh, no. <laughs> Mate, listen. Actually, no, sorry. My flight was cancelled and I had to wait for another flight. I'll see your cancelled and raise you my experience that same week, Grand Prix week. So yeah. I, due to a travel you, ban. But you never went to Melbourne, did due, you? Due to a travel ban regarding yes. my wife's employment, okay. I was at home. But I had the Today Show and I had to make all my Today Show oh, commitments. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that you went late at night. We, we were going to do a, a Friday morning segment on electric cars in yes. Melbourne. Yes. Uh, it was going to be great. And I said, listen, I need the last flight out and I need the first flight back that I can get so that I can – Take the kid, put the kids to bed, do everything I need to do because I was doing everything. I was doing school lunches, everything, yeah, right? right? Yeah. And then I'll go to the airport yep. and I'll, I'll valet park. I'll just get in the plane. I'll fly down. I'll do the segment. I'll get on a plane, come back and I'll drive home. No one will know I was gone basically, right? <laughs> so anyway, we get to the airport. It's a 10, 10 o'clock flight. Yep. I get to the airport pretty early like because the kids were good and Amanda was home early, so it was fine. Yep. Like 8 o'clock, heaps of time yep. to chill out. But it, there were a lot of delays. There was wind or rain or something. What day of the week was this? Thursday night. Uh, heading into the Grand Prix weekend. That's when I, That's the night I got home. Correct. Yeah, that so was, yeah, lots of delays, oh, no. lots of dramas. I'm seeing cancelled across the board, but my flight uh, was still showing us good, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, a bit delayed, looking like, you know, boarding at 10.15, maybe 10.20. I go yeah. down there at 10.20, uh, and mate, the curfew is 11 o'clock at Sydney Airport, I so know. I'm sitting there thinking, hang on a minute. I'm thinking you've got a deadline here. 10.45, they go, listen, uh, we're, ladies and gentlemen, gate 23, we're about to board, <laughs> but we would appreciate, and this was, I'd never heard this before, we would appreciate a, a consistent, a, you know, steady boarding process with some haste because we have to meet the curfew. So okay. please, basically, get, get on, skates get on. down, yes. get going. And, mate, Move they were ass. amazing. <laughs> Getting yeah, us on boom. the plane, right? Was it full flight or not? Full flight. Shit. Because all the, you know, all the people had been <laughs> cancelled earlier in the night and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So sitting there waiting and uh, I'm going, I just don't feel good about this. I just, I literally had a bad feeling. And we were at the gate for a long time. So you were looking at the, your watch thinking. Yeah, I'm looking at my watch. I'm this. looking at flight radar. I'm looking at everything. I, uh-huh. I know every plane that's coming in and out of this airport, yep. right? And it gets to 11.45. And we 11.45? T- we, and we leave, the, we leave the gate. Hang on. Yeah, did no. you board it at 10.45? Yes. We're, on, we're sitting at the gate forever. And then they take us basically to the end of the runway. And yeah. there's like six, seven planes on our side, six, seven planes on the other side. And the captain goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been given uh, approval to take off outside of curfew hours. We're just waiting oh. for all of the arriving flights to arrive because that's the real problem here is the arriving flights. Get I'm looking mean. at flight radar. There is bucket loads of flights. I'm oh, talking no. big time numbers of flights. because of the weather. Still the weather. coming in, right? Yeah. And they've got permission to land. Okay, so I watch it. I see the last one come in, giddy up. Plane start moving around us. It's now 12.05. There's plane takes off, plane takes off, plane takes off. And I look at it and I go, this is weird. There's planes moving around us. And I looked at it. It's Every international flight is leaving and we're sitting here like ducks, nothing. So they let the internationals go? Correct. The domestics? 12.10 or 12.15, the captain Uh comes on. He goes, listen, uh, we are are waiting for um, Qantas. He's talking to the government. About the getting that's it's they, exactly what he said. He rang the government. Qantas is talking Hello, to the government camera? to get Hello, approval camera? to take off. Uh, about about twelve twenty comes. And this is Qantas. Yep, 
about 12, see, this was my problem, 1220, <laughs> uh, 1220 midnight, okay, yeah, yeah. so in the next day, uh, ladies and gentlemen, bad news, we've been turned back to the gate. Oh. So this, but what was what was mate, the sound like in the cabin? Oh, oh, it was, it was chaos. Because then there's uh, people that have flown 36 hours from somewhere, and their last destination is Melbourne. So they're oh like, what? No. So then we taxi back to the gate, and then it gets worse, mate. Like woman from Sydney Airport comes in the plane. She goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, we're sincerely very apologetic. Yeah, yeah, but there is no accommodation. But there is nothing we can do. Please do not." Annoy or attack or, or you know harass our staff. There's nothing they can do. Oh, no. If you want to sleep in Terminal Two, go for your life or something like that. Right? You're kidding. So they let us off. The door opens. <clears throat> walking up the gangway thing that you know the gate. Yeah. And I'm just oh, I don't give a rat's whatever. So but you oh, couldn't, right. you couldn't go then. You, yeah, it. I couldn't go. Segment, life goes on. I've texted. I've texted everyone. Said we're it's off. We're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said we could fly in the morning. I could drive down. Let's just cancel it. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, I'm walking up the thing, and I turn around and I see behind me a bloke on his phone in a suit. He hangs up the phone, and I turn to him and I said. Wouldn't you be annoyed if he mentioned the government one more time? It was Senator Mitch Fifield. <laughs> and he, he, he and you on, never knew wait. it was Senator Mitch Fifield. Oh, oh, you, I, you, I didn't know he was on the plane, but as soon as I t- turned, I saw him. I knew who it was. And yeah. he was on the phone. He hung up the phone and I said, could he have mentioned the government one more time? And you know what he said to me? So this is Senator Mitch Fifield, the Minister for Communications, yes, right? Yes, He goes, "Then I was assuming the next thing I, they were going to do was blame the NBN. <laughs> 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 it was it was epic. It was wow. great. Uh, he was lovely because uh, he obviously knew of my work regarding uh, commentating on the NBN, so we had a good chat as we walked to the cars and things. But anyway, yeah, so I uh, – So he got in his government car and you got back if, in your yeah. car. Oh, what about this, though? I go back down to the valet yeah. and there's a cleaner there. I've walked in, I've gone, oh, thank – and there's a woman behind the counter. I said, thank God you're here. She goes, what are you doing? I went, I need my car. She goes, I've, I've just locked up. I went, well, unlock. Oh, shit. <laughs> So you could have, if it was a little bit later, you two, would have been stranded. Two, three more minutes, I'm stranded. My no car is way. stuck at Sydney Airport. Well, you could have stayed at my place, mate. I'm pretty close I would to have caught a car, cab home. Well, I would have, I would have let you bunk in here, mate. You could have bunked down. Got <laughs> no, to fold that bed upstairs. To, 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 what are they called? <laughs> toes toes I'd head to toe. I wouldn't, head I wouldn't to let toe. you sleep in the same bed with me. I've got to fold our couch, mate. <laughs> fold our couch, yeah. Geez, or you no could expand I the, could just the, sit the on couch the in, in here. In the theatre, yeah. Do you know what I've just realised? We're here to do a show. Exactly. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 384. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. All thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. We'll tell you about them shortly. And Stephen, welcome back. Thank you. It was a a lovely trip. And our next topic uh, that we're going to talk about Mm. is relevant where I was is relevant to what we're going to oh, talk about. Because of the Paris Climate Accord or something? Well, no, 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 not at okay. all. But we're going to kick You've off You've been in Paris. You, he, yes, yes. He, he went with Huawei to the launch of the P30, which we'll talk about shortly. Yep. Um, but you took your beautiful wife. You celebrated uh, her, birthday her birthday there. Yep. Um, it's the it's the same location. You you celebrated your honeymoon in part yep. in Europe. Yep. So it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. Oh, I was trip. husband of the year, mate. <laughs> oh, you still That's are. Right. I was husband of the year. I'll find somewhere to <laughs> topple you later in the year. I was getting a lot of feedback saying, Do wow, like, Paris, Louis Vuitton. Wow. They're like an eBay auction. The other, the other guys were sort of making that little gesture you, across their neck. Stop <laughs> it, mate. Stop it. You know it. when you wait till the end of an eBay auction with one second to go and you're outbid? You're sniping. Mate, <laughs> I'm sniping. I'm going to wait till, mate, really? I'm going to wait till December 29. I'm going to come out with something. Go hard or go home, you mate. will lose that title. Go hard. My commitment home. to my wife. If she, she's not listening, so because it's, it's her anniversary at that time. Of year, well, that's right? exactly right. Our okay. anniversary. So even is I remember that. Eve. Even I remember your anniversary. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, yes, electric vehicles. It's been somewhat of a hot topic since you've been gone, Stephen. certainly has. Yes, it, this um, broke while I was in Paris. So, Bill Shorten, we're about to hit an election campaign. It'll be just FYI, people. It'll be May May 18th. There's just no doubt about it. Doesn't he um, have to declare that this before the end of the week for it to be May 18th? He'll do it this weekend, yeah. Yeah, right. He'll do it this weekend. ScoMo. Has to go to the Governor-General. Got to. Well, say, mate, double disillusion, dissolve the government. He could have come to Two Boats Talking Tech, but we, we won't have an episode <laughs> before the weekend. So uh-huh. he's not here now. Uh-huh. He's not declaring it, okay? okay. That's what's happening. Yep. So Bill Shorten comes out, uh, as is always the case at this point, with new policies, yep. new ideas. <clears throat> and the, the Labor policy uh, relating to climate, uh, you know, energy targets, you know, yes. emissions targets, all this kind of rubbish. I haven't read any of that. All I've read is the electric vehicle target. And the yes. target is uh, 50% of new vehicle sales will be electric by 2030. First and foremost, Stephen, thank God you weren't here because, you, like me, <laughs> you would have been stabbing your eyes out with a fork yep. um, because it was awful. Awful, awful, awful listening to the radio, watching television, because no one got it right. The misinformation. Complete yeah. misinformation. That, so that's, that's what I, no, I did. I did actually – I sort of was kept in touch with the story yeah. from there and – I would just shake my head thinking, wow. First, you know, I looked at the bright side, though. I thought, well, you know what? This is an opportunity for people to learn oh, more. Mate, it this was is, an opportunity to say, right, let's get things right. Uh, that is my number one outstanding point here is yeah. at least we're talking about it. Absolutely, right? yes. Now, the number one thing people got wrong was it wasn't 50% of all vehicles by 2030. It was 50%, 50% of new vehicles. vehicles yes. Now, I spent Which some is still time, a lot of vehicles, though. I spent some time crunching numbers based on uh, new vehicles, uh, vehicles on the road, uh, yep. electric vehicles to date. Uh, we're currently selling 1.1 million new vehicles a year. It's growing by about 2%. Um, it'll be 1.5 million in 2030, which means 750,000 electric cars need to be sold going, in 2030. So that'll be 50% going from at the current in 2018. 0.2%. 0.02%. So it's just impossible. Like, I, I, I'd love to be wrong, but I just don't see how you scale up yeah. to, to 750,000 vehicles, especially when the predominant vehicles that we we sell and we buy in this country are not yet in the in the realms of yeah. electrified like electrification and trucks yeah. and stuff like that. They will be by then. Toyota yeah. has committed to having every single one of their vehicles with an electric version. So there will be a Hilux electric vehicle by 2025. Yes. That's so it's still committed six, still 6 years away. But but then within 5 years will that be the standard will that be the default and will that yeah. be affordable? No. So I think Bill Shorten's target is off and it won't be met. Well, I, I agree with you, and, and I've got reasons for that that, that uh, outcome. But I, I think in this case, if it's if it's like fifty percent is really that's that's been that's dreaming. He's dreaming at fifty percent. Yeah. But if it's a case of shooting for the stars and hoping to hit the moon, if if we get to twenty percent, I reckon that'll be an achievement. And I think we could if do thirty five. Far, I think we could do thirty five percent. I think there's a, <clears throat> especially when you look at what's happening. So, Stephen Tesla. I mean, it's been. Four years since I first drove the Tesla, something like that. So mm-hmm. it's been, it's seemingly a long journey. But now, now think about that in the context of this commitment. Yeah. In four years, we've now got several Tesla models. Um, we have soon uh, an affordable ish model three, yep. a sixty seventy thousand dollars. I'm car. hearing August. We may see it. We we have that. So that's the trend in just Tesla terms, right? Yep. Then you have Mercedes, Jaguar, uh, Renault. Uh, Hyundai, all have electric cars in the market, right? Mm -hmm. And critically, you know, the Renault is, you know, a sub $60,000 car. The Hyundai Ioniq is a sub $50,000 car. Um, They've got a Hyundai Kona, which is a smaller vehicle with a 400-kilometer range at $60,000. So there is a genuine conversation about electric cars happening now. And in 10 years from now, 
one can only assume, and yes, it's no guarantee, but one can only yeah. assume that we'll have more cars and they will become more affordable yeah. because of simple supply and demand. Well, of course, and at the moment, just like anything new, it's expensive. And yeah. at the moment, it's fair to say an electric car is a luxury vehicle. Like you look at the companies that, will, apart from Tesla, you have Mercedes-Benz, Audi, all these companies, Jaguar, they're hundred thousand plus vehicles. Yeah. The the amount of vehicles under under a hundred, and the cheaper you make an electric car, you're giving up range. So the battery is kind of the expensive component of the vehicle. The more the more expensive the car. Or the make the the model that you choose, the more range you're going to get. So the Hyundai Ionic that I'm driving has a 28 kilowatt battery. Yeah, yours is a 75. 75. Yeah, within a year they're going to have a 38 kilowatt. Like it's yeah. a, it's that quick the evolution of these things, and that's all about range. But also then you talk about you know the the number of vehicles on the road. I mean, as soon as we have a demand for these things, I did supply and demand, I did economics in year 12, it's not rocket science, mate. Absolutely. As soon as there is the, the demand, the, the cost will slowly be driven down. But the fact is, right now, uh, the Hyundai that's parked in your driveway is about 15 grand too expensive because yep. a similar petrol car would be 30, 35 grand, and this is 48, 50. So yeah. you are you are literally paying for the pleasure of being electric. Now, there is some savings there. Um, I think the running costs uh, in terms of maintenance will be lower. Um, the Obviously, the fuel costs, even if you're like me and just plugging into the wall and I'm paying through coal power and all that kind of stuff, yep. it's still a third at, or at least a half the cost of petrol. So there's a yeah, saving like to would, be had. If you were to fill your – if you were to – when you plug your car in overnight – if say say and you've never done it from zero, but just say that for two days you you filled up from halfway to full, mm. you'd be probably in in dollar terms yep. of electricity you probably used twenty bucks, twenty five bucks dollars. No, two yeah. three. Well, no, it's because you, oh, you've got a so twenty. It's that, a smaller that car there. Right. That car there is. I worked it out to be eight dollars eighty to ten dollars to fill up from zero. Okay, so but so okay, so and about that, that ten dollars. Yeah, because yours be is smaller battery. Thirty-five than mine, yeah. or forty if it yeah. was petrol, right? Yeah. Um, it's a third and or this, a half. We're talking the price. the price of electricity here. Correct. So that doesn't take into account people like you who are running on solar, off the sun, yeah, exactly those right. kind of things. Yeah, that's right. And and with with look the the other look the reasons that I outlined in my story was. That they're they're still too expensive and people won't the, the the needs of drivers, you know, in utes and trucks and and they make up the bulk of the the cars on the road. Mm. Uh, that they they won't be electric or affordable electric by then. Hopefully, or I could be wrong. But the other p- part of my argument was, a the the infrastructure. And the other part was where does the electricity come from? So, so, so let's let, talk let, infrastructure. Let, let's talk infrastructure, electricity, and then let's just talk about the myths of, of owning yes, an electric car. Totally, right? yeah, yeah. So infrastructure for me, that is why the government has to have this conversation. I do not specifically want the government to subsidise electric cars. While, no. while I would love a $10,000 subsidy to go and buy one, I do yeah. worry that's a baby bonus you know, going wrong. <clears throat> it's not yeah. a requirement, right? So yeah. I'm worried about the government subsidising. I think market forces no, should drive yeah. the cost of cars. I, I don't think I've got another answer for that, but that's sort of later for the. But where what the government should from. be doing is making sure that running down our freeways, running into rural areas, the physical power grid, not the generation, we'll talk about that in a minute, but the physical power grid is capable of delivering the kind of power that is required. So think about the Shell service stations, the BPs, all the way down the highway, the Hume Highway. Yes, Tesla's got a supercharger network. Yes, Charge Fox is building, Fox is building one too, but Shell is investing in electric too. All these companies mm. so will- So BP. BP will, bought a company. Yeah, yeah. Will go electric. So they will, they will dedicate well, parking base to this stuff, but- yeah. 
and and they should build them, they should fund them, but they have to tap into something, and that infrastructure needs. They've to be got there. to create the spark to get the power. So yeah. they, that that's the problem. The 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 perfect in a perfect world, you can just imagine in ten years' time, every petrol station that you see today mm. will have the Bowsers in one part. And on the other opposite side will be the power, the charges. Yeah. And with the cafe in the middle, yeah. selling the meat pies and the, and the, the chocolates yeah. in the middle. What are you trying because to say? When, yes, well, that's <laughs> when you stop off and have a feed. I resemble that comment. <laughs> so with the thing with electric car, charging it, you've got time. I did it today. I, I went out to, uh, where was I? I went to Norwest to see my web dudes. We were chatting about stuff. Thanks for popping and, in. And on the back, well, it was well past your place. But on the way back, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop into the, the supercharger at Salander. So I thought, I'm going to top it up. I was there, got there. I had about, oh, about 35%, 35, 38%. And it took, to get to 90, I had 40 minutes. It said, 40 minutes, you're going to be fully charged. But let's be clear, so, you could have just come home and plugged in as well. I could. Like, I could There was no need to No, no, that. because I was on my way to 2GB. So I thought, I'm not going to go home first. So this is on the way to 2GB. You still didn't need to. Yeah. But, no, just I to could be have. very clear. You didn't I, no, need to I do could that. Have, on thirty five percent. I could have got to two GB and gotten home and charged yes. there. But I thought, no, I'm going to use the supercharger. It's faster, and it, it, it was just on the way, and that took forty minutes. And in that forty minutes, I made a couple of calls. I wrote a story and uh, did did just answer some emails. Fast so you got forward. Time. Fast forward eleven years, and when yeah. you buy a Mercedes or a Jaguar or hopefully a Hyundai, whatever it is you'll have a, a car that is capable of receiving a 350-watt DC charge. And there will be charging stations that provide you with that charge from zero to 100 in 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. But here's, here's the problem. You, it's you don't not around go to zero. right now. Yeah, no, no, you no, no, you don't, no. Yeah. And, that, and, you, that's and why. you don't go to 100 either. That, that's another, like, I, I was told you keep your battery, for the Tesla anyway, yeah. I was told don't, for your day-to-day drive, don't charge past ninety. Yeah, keep that in reserve if you want to go on a long trip. Then then push it out to a hundred. Fill you have that extra ten yeah. percent. But so you know, you know, I'm not charging to a hundred every day. So infrastructure is the one thing, and we we well, I think we both agree the government yeah. should play a leading role in ensuring that the electricity grid infrastructure is there to support yeah. private enterprise. Yeah. Rolling out charging networks. Is that correct? Absolutely. Because like, I'm sure you've had these questions. I had a guy question uh, talking to me on my Facebook, on the comments of the Facebook page, on the story, and he was saying, oh, well, I, I tow a caravan and I want to do this. I said, well, when you tow a caravan, you burn slightly more fuel. Correct. When you tow a caravan with a Tesla, you'll, you'll, your battery will yeah. be burned slightly faster. So there's real no difference. The torque of a Tesla, I sent him a link to the video of a Tesla, <laughs> Tesla towing, towing a, a, towing a plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I said, here you go, you can do it. But he said, well, okay, so what about if I'm going to, if I want to drive across the Nullarbor? I said, well, mate, you can't, how, how are you going to do that with, you'd be hard pressed doing that in a petrol car. It's a long way. I said, look, well, no, but there's, not, there's, there's a- no charges there now, but that's not to say there never will that's be. right. So I said, look, of course it's early and of course you wouldn't be able to do that today, but it's coming. Like they're, they're gonna, All well, these companies are going to make this infrastructure, these places to charge their vehicles. Yeah, let's come back to the myths because there's some crackers. Um, let's talk about generation. Now, I had someone today from uh, – some, someone, doesn't matter who, uh, say to me today because um, I, I knew they were – way opposing me in terms of where this was at. They said, yeah, um, yeah but where's the power come from? I said, I don't care. Mate, yeah. I'm not doing this because I'm green. Yeah. I'm just doing this because I like electric <laughs> cars. So I don't give a rats if we build br- brown coal-fired yeah. power stations. It's not going to happen, right? That's just not going to happen. But what we do need is a conversation about 
And this is what governments are meant to do. They're meant to get a chart and they're meant to go, right, if we have this many cars on the road, this many yeah. houses, this many mobile phones, we're going to need this much power every day yeah. in the country. Well, yeah. How is the country going to generate that power? Well, and then they exactly. need to distribute that load between existing, future and new power but, stations like, uh, you know, Solar farms, wind yes, farms, and yes. look, if you and really want to be smart power, about it, we need it. Mate, build a nuclear power station for all I care. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. we actually reasonably had a conversation, it'd be very different. But here's, but here's the irony for me. This is part of my story too. The irony for me is that the Labor government, which is, let, let, let's be honest, they're kind of slightly skewed more environmentally and greener than the Liberal Party. Just a would, bit. Would be, would be their kind of anti-coal Okay. Just a bit. So how the hell they want all these cars on the road? And at the moment, let's face it, in summertime and everyone's running the air conditioners, the, the grid's like on a, on a, on a knife edge. Yeah. How the hell is it going to handle half the population, half the new cars being charged? And look, I'm not suggesting that we need, and we're getting into a climate conversation, I'm not suggesting we need coal-fired power stations built every two years for the next 10 years. No, I'm just saying, we well, need I think we all know right now supplement. we need some additional base load power, and that yes. probably is coal. But what we also need is a plan for additional solar, additional battery farms, well, and, and, and plans like that over 10 to 20 years to cater for Australia's needs. This takes me back to the other, you mentioned solar before, and this takes me back to my... My idea for you said, oh, will the government supplement the ca- the car? Mm. My idea would be to sub would be to to give a f- uh, an incentive to get solar in your house. So if you buy an electric yep. car, they'll, the government might say, well, here's five or three grand to getting to putting solar panels in your house. Mm. So you're at least taking the load off the grid. I'll just, I'll just give you three words that tell will you will not happen. No, no, <laughs> they tell you why the Labor Party, the Labor government, shouldn't yeah. be allowed to do that. Building the education revolution. Yeah. Or hang on, N- pink NBN pink bats, bats scheme. Yes, yes. There's a few reasons why they they bugger up well, those kind of ideas. Oh, but I 100 percent agree. Well, so so the, don't the, don't the, what you're saying is don't incentivize everyone to get solar. Incentivize yeah. people who are going to use more power in that yeah. they have electric cars to to to, 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 to get solar get solar panels. Yeah. And like I've I had like I've had narcs saying to me, oh, but you still burn coal for your car? I said, well, no, I don't. I've got bloody panels on my roof, and the coal I, I charge it th- off the sun. So if that that would at least take the edge off the the grid a little bit, that at least you're generating enough power for your car. Here's what I say to the narcs, right? I'm not again. I repeat, I'm not Keep doing it. Clean, it mate. I'm not doing it to be green. Yeah, I'm doing it because hey. we have no choice. Yeah, Te- uh, Tesla is just a great electric car company. But let's talk Volvo, Mercedes, mm. uh, Volkswagen. They are all going electric. Do you know why? Because the European governments are such that they have clamped down so hard on emissions. The easiest thing to do, rather than build such uh, energy efficient or emissions efficient uh, petrol and diesel engines is to just go electric. Absolutely. So because all the car companies are going electric, I've got breaking news: we don't build cars anymore. Yeah, exactly. And right. so if we had a car industry, then we Which could we say we, we could say you know what we're not going electric. We're going to keep building cars, but we don't. Yeah. So we're going to have to go electric. It's simple okay. as that. that the remi- cars are going to be electric. That reminds you of two points. The yep. first is. We don't make cars anymore, yep. and we are normally the last market to get a car. Yep. Right-hand drive is usually last. Yep. The other point, you mentioned Europe, and now I'm going to go back to being in Paris. Mm. In Paris, you know, anyone who's ever been to Paris, it's a built-up city. It's like yeah. New York. Everyone lives in apartments. There's no houses and backyards. No. It's a built-up city. Yet, for these for these people who have electric cars, 
there are numerous places to charge your cars. You, you walk along the street in many streets. Like parking meters. There are meters that look like meters and there are actual, they're, they're charges where you can park by the side of the road and you, I've saw many of them where the, the plug's in the car and they're charging away. So they've already sort of seen into the future and thought, well, we need to, we need to do something about this. Yeah. So that's kinded out the path that we need to go where there's a lot of people in Australia who live in a similar way. They don't have a driveway. They don't have a garage. Mm. They need to be able to charge somewhere as well. Yeah. So if these are put in place, I don't know whether you can rebuild the parking meter or and add something to it, that would be ideal yeah. for that infrastructure story. The number one myth that I wanted to bust, and I've done several times, so uh, pardon me if you're bored by this, but – the, the people that are, are talking about how long does it take to charge from zero. In a petrol car, you drive around until you get to, you know, the light comes on, which yeah. is when you're getting close to empty and then you go, okay, to a petrol station. Well, if you're really, really paranoid, a quarter of a tank. Sure. But you, you, drive, you, you drive it down. You, you, don't, you don't fill up when it's at 80% tank. You, yep. you fill up when it's close to empty. Yep. In, a pet, in an electric car, you, you charge it all the time. Yeah, you charge you can it, top at, it up every night. Whether, whether or not it's at your work or at your home or at your wherever, you top it up all the time. So I'm driving the Hyundai, 220k range. I've never, and in the few days I've done three city trips, and that's like a hundred and that's a long way days. for you. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, and so I've had it down to. How did you make it? Do you need a charge I to get home? Was, <laughs> I, I was going to test whether or not your yeah. charger would work because I I'm it. interested to know whether as a Tesla owner yeah. who's paid to have the wall installed, yep. whether it's restricted to Teslas only. I've got the, the, the charger, yeah. Well, because, you, because do you have a well, how, what's your charger? Same, it, same plug, same as yours. Because don't you think that would be just outrageous? Because you went, I've invested in this, yeah. and I've now bought my wife a Renault or yeah, a Hyundai yeah. or something, but you can't and charge you got it a with second that one. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be annoying. We'll try anyway, it. we'll try um, it later. So, so my point is that what I do every night, I get home and I go plug, plug it in, in plug every it night, in. Yep. and I get home with if I get home at seven thirty one night, and I had to get up at four to go to the Today Show, had fifty eight percent that day. It was one hundred percent in the morning. Yeah, because. The, the worst case scenario for the Hyundai, Hyundai is you get to zero and it takes about 14 hours to get from yeah. zero. If you to run it right down to zero. But I've heard a story. Of the, the, I went to a, the Tesla charger one night after recording with you uh, and there was one Tesla just, in the driveway stuck and the guy, I don't know how he recognised me, he tweeted me saying, oh, sorry, I blocked the driveway, but I was on zero percent and he had to plug it into a regular the regular plug that he found on the side of the building. Mm. And he had to get to one percent to get it to the supercharger. Took he reckons like six hours to get it because it was absolutely dead. Yeah, took that long to get to one percent to yeah. get back to the supercharger. You know, and I. So the thing is, it's it's kind of a misnomer to say, oh, no car can be charged in eight minutes. If you this this goes back to the you other can myth. Top up in eight so minutes. I drove from Brisbane to Adelaide, right, yeah. in a Tesla Model X. And we never went below like fifteen percent because the thing says you got to fill up, and it's pr- yeah. it, you plan your journey. So, and, and I like how on the Tesla, the color of the battery, which is normally green, goes orange. You know, like yeah. when your phone goes That's right. under twenty percent, it goes red. You know, the thing <laughs> is, you plan your journeys, and the best one is the people who say, "Oh, I don't want to stand around for forty minutes." Listen, if you're driving from Sydney to Melbourne, I bloody hope you're standing around for forty minutes. Yeah, stop, exactly revive, right. survive, folks. Yeah, you're not meant totally. to drive consistently mm-hmm. like that. But the thing with the Tesla, that's what I like about it too, is if you are going on a journey like that, the Tesla's smart enough to direct you to the supercharger, yeah. tell you how long you need to stay there, because it knows there's another supercharger in 300 that's kilometers. Right. So yeah. you're never staying there to charge the car 100% or 90%. Yeah. You, you're topping it up along the way. So with me, I, I, I've, I top my car up, top it up every, every couple of days, 
if like I, I'm at I'm at like seventy five percent now, and like I don't, I'm not going to drive a lot in the next couple of days. That that'll last me till the weekend. Mm. I'm good. Like I'll I'll charge it up maybe again on Friday Saturday morning or something, but it's not like I'm I'm charging it for hours and hours and hours at mm. a time. If I did, if I had to, if I was on zero, which I never am, and I charge it into my plug here, I got three phase power, the panels and the battery running. It'd take about four and a half to five hours to charge the car completely. And the thing is, most people who drive the average is 30, but let's call it 60 in Sydney or Melbourne. If you drive 60 k's a day, a few hours at home will charge your car on the power point you plug your vacuum cleaner into. And this was the the frustration for me during the week listening to Talkback Radio. And one of the the guys said, uh, a guy goes, whoa, because they got into this thing about three-phase power. And he goes, well, it's not like you can plug it in where you plug in in your power, you know, you drill. Yes, it is. Yeah, "Yeah, it is. I'm plugging in the same place I plug my vacuum in. Some narc said as if you do the vacuuming. (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't say I did the vacuum. I just said I plugged in the same exactly. spot. Exactly. <laughs> when Bill Shorten said the eight to ten minutes, though, do you think that he I, – I know people have since came – people have contacted me about, about oh, they've sent me links to this, this the ABC, ABC thing. Yeah. The, 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 the fast charges yeah. that are – you know, there's one in Australia or whatever there's it is. two now, yep. Um, did he – was he referring, do you think, to that or did he, did he, did he had just no idea? I think he has no idea, yeah. and I think he's overheard or been in conversations where people go, "Well, look in in regular use with us with a, a three hundred fifty watt, um, you know, powerful <laughs> charger, three fifty watt yeah. coming, coming." But that's but that's going to yeah. be the future. Yeah, um, you can you'll be you know you're going to be at twenty, but they don't use the full sentence. The, the actual sentence is you're going to be at twenty percent when you pull up. You're not going to be at zero, and you're going to plug it in. You're going to get it to eighty because that's all you need to get to your next destination. Yeah. That's going to take you eight to ten minutes. It yeah. is. That's what's, what's going to happen. But there's how many in Australia? Two. Two. And so, how, but that will how, become the standard. Yeah, that will become the standard for the petrol. Petrol stations won't make their money on forty-minute visits. That will screw them. Yeah. They need eight to fifteen minutes, so that that's the optimal time to get people in and out of those bays, selling coke, selling coffees, whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, the, Mercedes. And, and, when Mercedes EQC comes out, when the Porsche comes out, yeah, these are crazy brands. But this is this is twenty nineteen. In twenty twenty nine. There'll be a Hyundai you can go and you can fill up in five minutes because it's such a small battery yeah. and it does take supercharge. And a lot and and people will, will should understand that in the future, if you pull up at a BP and want to charge your car, you're going to pay for that. Oh yeah, yeah. that's going to be like a cost per yeah. kilowatt or whatever it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Um, so which is that. why which is why with respect, it's awful at the moment in this current uh, climate to talk about the Tesla experience because because yeah. it's free for most people. Da 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 da. It doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense to people. That's that, what people ask me. How much does it cost? I go. Yeah. I said I charge it at more park super center. Yeah, I said yeah. it cost me nothing. Yeah. So so what I think we've got to do yeah. is shift that conversation away and, and yeah. make it clear that those kind of destinations may cost you money because you'll plug yeah. in, it'll know who you are and da 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 da. Like home, I use the charge yeah. fox system and it, it you know, I use an app, I unlock it, it knows it's me using it. They can charge me back for it. So did you I noticed you tweeted that you went to look for a charger and you couldn't find the right charger for your Yeah, yeah. So did you eventually find a place? Have you have you charged your car publicly? Yeah, I've car? charged it. It's and what cherry, are, cherry what book. Are, what did it cost you? Oh, nothing. Because that's oh, the thing. They're all free. at the moment. It's free. They all just okay. do it for free now. It's a, like a you know? like a goodwill thing. Yeah, and there's like a membership to Charge Fox. You can do. There's a whole bunch of reasons to do it. But yeah, in the end, I think there's a there's a, a I think it's a, is a charge. What is it called? The charge you got to need to have a card to tap on to, to access. the Yeah, plug. so there's a couple. There's Charge Point and there's Charge, charge Point. Fox. So that's the one I've got. Charge yeah, yeah. Point is rubbish because it's the wrong <laughs> yeah, plug. I know. Yeah, I tried to have use adapters. it. Where did I try to Chatswood? And I'm thinking, geez, that was a waste of time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's up on the roof. Yeah, anyway, it's in the basement actually in Chatswood. There's one in Chatswood. 
there's a whole two. bunch on the on the roof too. There's Tesla yeah. ones up there too. Uh, on the roof, okay. There's cool. a Tesla destination charger. There's two of them because yeah, I like I the plug, one I got here. At home. I plugged the Jaguar I Pace yeah. into the Tesla destination charger and it worked. Oh, did you that's, need an adapter or just nope, you just fit no, in? That's why I want to test yours. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that later. Anyway, look, we've rabbited on about electric cars. You know our views. Uh, my views are at eftm.com, Stevens are at techguide.com.au, and uh, that's the way it shall stay. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, and if you're looking for home Wi-Fi, you know Orbi is the way to go. If you've just got the NBN connected, uh, don't just have fast internet coming to your modem into the office. Have fast internet throughout the whole home. And Orbi system plugs into your existing modem, the modem supplied by by your telco. Then you put the satellite, the second box, somewhere in your home, preferably kind of into the sweet spot in the middle, and you essentially get this invisible dome of internet, of Wi-Fi, all through your home. You get full speed all through the home. Great power, great speed, no black spots. That's what Orbi offers uh, through their Wi-Fi mesh system. There's a whole range of systems available for a smaller home. You don't have to spend the big bucks. For a bigger home, you've got to spend the, spend the big bucks for the uh, the larger unit, which has more range. That's what it's all about. You fill the, find the full range of Orbi Wi-Fi systems at netgear.com.au. Now, one I noticed that uh, we're both using the same smartphone at it's the moment. Awkward, isn't it? Yeah, we've both it's got the same, same color. I said uh, w- when we first started the podcast, "Is that your phone or mine?" Yeah. And you said, "Oh, hang on a minute, Sh- see if you can you can unlock your with your fingerprint. It won't uh, work." I but. don't think it works, Stephen. <laughs> it would be awkward if it did, wouldn't it? Jesus! It wow. Was. <laughs> so you were in Paris for the launch of this. Um, yes. I, I had a briefing before you before I went to Cupertino, and I, I used it from that day. And uh, mate, I've described this for the last week and a half as an unbelievably magnificent camera with a smartphone built around it. Absolutely right. I think when when people and I've been of the people that have seen this and asked about it, I showed it off to a few people. They said, "Is is that is that enough for people to buy? Like, is the camera the strong enough feature yeah. to 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 get people across?" And I said, "Of course it is." Yeah. I said, "What well, what are people when people buy a smartphone?" What do they buy? Yeah, they don't buy a phone. To, they, I said, I oh, know that well, iPhone makes better phone calls than the. Than I think the, they buy look, battery, and camera in and, in, in one in any order that and they screen choose. screen size. I think screen sure. size, camera, call that look, yep, and that they're the sort of they're the tentpole features of a phone that that sways people's decisions. Now, battery life on this thing is once yeah, again again uh, killer. Uh, yeah, you know, off the back days. of the Mate Twenty Pro, it's killer. Now. I don't call it a two-day battery. I call it a guaranteed all-day battery because I, I do charge, charge every night when I'm in bed. Yeah. So I don't need that. But I've never had to worry about the yeah. power of my phone at all I've gotten day. a day and three quarters out of it. I've gotten two days out of it. Yeah. And that was from not charging it overnight, just turning it off overnight. Yep. And it is – even when I was away, when I was in Paris, I was using it as my as my phone, mm-hmm. as my camera as well. Yeah. And – even by like I'd be walk out the door at, at nine o'clock one hundred percent by five o'clock and I've been using the camera most of the day mm. I'd, it'd still be fifty five percent sixty percent at like three four in the afternoon yeah it's pretty good it, it's a ridiculously good battery um for for the for the size of the phone and the, and the features that you're getting but. Again, you know, the battery, not the screen, none of those things are actually relevant when it's really just all about this bloody camera, mate. It's remarkable. Quad, it's they call they call it a, a quad lens camera, but it's really a triple lens camera with a with, with an amazing time of flight, time of flight yep. uh, sensor as well. Um, but it's uh, it's it's not just the the lenses. So you're getting ridiculous zoom capabilities. 
you've got a, a single zoom, you've got a five times optical zoom, a ten times ultra wide hybrid zoom, yeah. ultra wide. So you've but the three lenses are essentially single telephoto, yep. single single shot, uh, one times ultra wide, which is very similar to you know your uh, your, your Samsung, and then five times is the other. Lens now that yeah, five times lens optical is crazy. It's it even really looks good. beautiful as a yeah. lens. It's this it's that square scope looking, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. crazy it's looking got this thing. Triangular prism that you that sort of bounces but the light into the lenses. What, what blew my mind was yeah okay. So the quality of the five times zoom is excellent, but it's actually the ten times hybrid that I think makes this phone work. So I did a test down at um what was it called Blues Point. Um, yep. Where you know I looked at say uh, let's go let's go Samsung Galaxy S10 and you zoom in on the, the top of the bridge essentially the the flags on the bridge and yep. it's you know it's just pixelated it's it's muddy I can see what it is right there's no doubt that it's the flags and it's people but yep. when you look at the same and all these photos are at uh, eftm.com when you look at the same photo same position same zoom ten times. On on the Huawei, it's like oh my god, it's it's like I'm so close to it, and the and the flags so are there. That's how many times? Zoom? That's ten times, and then the 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 degradation that you get through the fifty times zoom is basically the same as you get with a ten times zoom on, a, on a Samsung. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna Look at the I'm gonna flags show on the you. Harbour Bridge from. That's from amazing. Point. I was looking at your Insta stories, and I'm assuming you've got great shots from the Eiffel Tower looking yes. down. They were uh, yeah. at the Arc de Triomphe and stuff like that. It was Zoom. unbelievable. Mate, I can top that. I haven't shared this photo yet. I'm saving this for my review. Yeah. What you're looking at there, right, is a, is the skyline, Paris skyline yep. from the Eiffel Tower. Yep. Now I'm going to just pinch to zoom at a little church on the horizon yep. here. Yeah, another one. Yep. That's the that's called Sacré Cœur, right? Yep. It's in, in Sacré Bleu. Sacré Cœur, which is Sacred Heart different. in French, right? Yeah. So that was the just normal no zoom yep. just a shot yeah now my next photo is 50 times yep. zoom yeah it's just ridiculous which like looking at that it's like it was taken from, from down here, the hill like from here i'm and i'm a meter away from it it's just it's a stunning photo and just to have a look at it, i mean yeah. it's basically you know you know what it looks i'll tell you what it looks like Looks like a, a digital photo from yeah. 1995. Do you remember how they were just, you know, kind of a bit JPEGy? Yeah. Um, but, but that it's but just looking at that. Time zoom away. That's incredible. And I and I did the same for uh, I zoomed in on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's the that's the that uh, was the one Arc that got triumph me. that that's zoomed in from the Eiffel Tower. Do you know? And that looks like and you zoom in on that. That's still a quality photo. Look at that. How I've sharp said that is. Uh, many times in the last seven odd days. This phone, this phone will not be beaten in 2019. I could call it right now. Yeah. The only phone it's that the will phone beat to this beat. Yeah. is the Mate 30 at the end of the year. Yeah. I'll, like, I'll, Apple and Samsung can't beat this phone. I'm you, telling you, they can't beat this camera in 2019. I agree. And But you know how we're going on about the Zoom. Yep. I reckon the real hero here. Oh. Night mode. Oh. Night so mode. You, 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 well, Stephen hasn't published his photos yet, but I've published these. So I, what I did in in the back of the office, we turned the lights off. We were trying to do some, some <laughs> we're trying to do some shots, you know, of of the lounge, right? So okay. yeah, okay. So you okay. can tell the difference between. <laughs> but then there's this area of the of the room, and I'll tell you, Stephen, to the naked eye, that's what it looks like. Okay, it's yes. a it's it's a black corner. You can kind of see the white floor, and you can see one of the lights. Yep. You maybe make out some other stuff. Now, Stephen, have a look at the. Oh, truth. I can see have, it. Yeah, have a look at the it. bloody uh, the Huawei yeah, P30. Wow. It's like a daytime photo. Well, it's ridiculous. Here's a similar photograph from this is the Opera House yep. in the uh, the Palace of Versailles, which yeah. is fairly dark. So you see the, the top of the photo, you can barely yeah. make out the detail. Yeah. That's normal mode. This is night mode where it's like Epic. someone put a floodlight on 
and show. So you can see all the detail in all the curtains and all the it's details in the ceiling. Before it was just black. Ridiculous. And now it is that. And the reason for this is because just this stupid ISO sensitivity. The that size is, of the sensor on this camera. Yeah, it's bigger than allowing any other sensor. 400,000 yeah. ISO. I didn't even know that existed. The, is it a spec? What is it? Super spectrum? Care. It's just <laughs> a bloody good sensor. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, honestly, I'm constantly amazed. I don't buy this camera. Tell me, like you, you think about yeah. all the times that both Apple and Samsung go. Oh, look yeah. at this beautiful shot of people at a dinner party or people at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, it looks great, but and and I would I will argue that 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 kind of over um, uh, overcompensating for the for the darkness isn't always required. But when yeah. it is required, oh, man. it's exceptional. It's a game changer. And but I, the the other thing too it's is flexible. That That's what matters. The the what I like too is the AI mode on the on the phone. So mm-hmm. when you when you got the camera and it's and it's using AI, yeah, it's it's this mode that is intelligent and it's been there before. Remember how when you pointed at the, the yeah, sky, yeah, yeah. it says blue sky. Yeah. I pointed at Ziggy and then Logan, it says dog. dog. So it knows what it's looking at. Yeah. But with the AI, it's adding a couple of things. First, it's sort of going even deeper into that recognition and adjusting the image on the fly and just giving you a great result. Mm. But it's also the AI is also used for uh, stabilization as well yes. now. So there's the AI stabilization and the optical, the, the physical stable, the mechanical stabilization. Mm. So between that, so and when you zoomed in on fifty times on you an can object, feel the, it's, sh- yeah, it's, it's shaking. It's weird because you've got to be careful not yeah, to overcorrect. That's right. Yeah. But it, but I think that. That really uh, illustrates just how good the stabilization is. Yeah, it's um, it, it is honestly something that, and the reason we're talking about it now, apart from us using for a while, it's won some awards already. DxO Mark has given it the highest mark. Uh, to 112, I think the previous highest was the was the P20 before mm. it. I think the S10 Plus equaled the P20 Pro for a few days until this yeah, came out. Yeah. Uh, and it's also won the uh, the the Tipper Award, which is short for I'll tell you in a minute. It's a, it's a prestigious award that I can't get my thing up here. It's uh, the Technical Image Press Association, so mm. TIPA, and they've given the uh, the Huawei phones award since back at the P9. Yeah, the P9 was the first Leica partnership. Yeah, Bali. I mean Bali, yeah. So it was the first camera with the dual lenses yeah, on the yeah. back. Everyone thinking, what two lenses? What the, what's this? Now we've got how many lenses we've got now? Like the the Nokia. We've got, Look, what five? I lenses? don't even think in in the space of our normal podcast we could really talk about the the full features of just no. the camera. I mean, the thing yeah. is, to Stephen, at at fifteen ninety nine, which is the retail price of this phone, it is exceptional value compared to. I agree. The other yeah. two, and you you think about like a, an iPhone, uh, the the XS Max starts at sixteen hundred and something. So, mm. the, this I honestly think that people say to me, "Is it as good as the iPhone?" And I say it is, and I think slightly better. I would argue I say it's better in all the tests I did in terms of bloody selfies and portrait mode. I think iPhone still wins the portrait mode challenge. Yeah. They do a very, they do a much more natural looking um, pixel. I, I, pixel, you know what? It, pixel overdoes it. Samsung overdoes it. And I just no, feel I, like the know, Huawei doesn't do as good a I portrait. I disagree. I think well, Joe and I, when we were like, she has, she's still got an iPhone 10. Yeah. And I've got this. And every shot we did, portrait, I think the mine one looked better. Okay. So we were, like I said, I said to her, I said, you know, you got portrait mode on your phone. She goes, okay, let me try it. And then I tried it with mine. And, and yeah, it's a very subjective thing, but I dead set thought the, the sort of the bokeh effect and the, the sharpness of the subject in the front of the photo, it looked better. 
I think the the challenge that I did, I was just going straight portrait. I wasn't doing any uh, after adjustment or anything like that. I think the ability to adjust after the fact is is greater and better with the with the Huawei. That's a very recent feature for Apple. My bottom line, Apple and Samsung got to be worried. Mate, they'd be looking over their shoulder seriously. Uh, and I know Samsung have already released the S10 Plus, and it's a great phone, bloody mm. nice phone, yep. good camera as well. Yep. Uh, but I think from the feedback I'm getting from people that there are a lot of people who are saying, look, I'm, I'm thinking of upgrading to the new Samsung. They're Samsung customers, mm. and they're thinking, what about the Huawei? What, what do you think? And I said, well, mate, I've got to tell you, the camera is amazing. So I reckon I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get many iPhone switches. No, no, no. But I reckon the victim here, the biggest, is, it will be Samsung customers yeah. who are thinking, well, I'm Android anyway. Mate, the billboards, the I'm radio over. ads, the TV ads, yeah. they're, mate, they're they're spending as much, if not more, than Samsung. We've discussed that before. I think oh, what, what's yeah. what's saving Samsung. I think what's helping them is their really nice ecosystem. They've yeah. got the beautiful watch and they've got the buds and everything working. Although the buds do work on the Huawei phone yeah. as well. So, uh, and the watch does as well. I've been using the Samsung yeah. watch with the Huawei as well. But uh, I. Honestly, think and it isn't even out yet. It comes out what on the sixteenth? It's next week. Yeah, uh, I did notice in Europe. I think in in Paris actually that it, it was released a couple of days ago. There was an Apple-like line of people lining up to buy the phone. Wow, that was in. Yeah, was I, I saw it on someone tweeted it yesterday. There's a line the, down the, the street. The craziest part of this phone is I've started to see the US techies reviewing it. Right, yes, and where yeah. you can't buy it, you can't buy it there. Yeah. So There'll it's going to get importing it. It's going to get awards, but it's going to have to be imported from Canada because yeah. that's where they sell it. Aren't they? In a, they're currently in a, in a, a case. They're, they're, they're in a. Tri- uh, they've, they've made a bid to be allowed to sell in in the US. Oh, they're currently sure in they the middle are, of a trial. Then, yeah, then, then the they've got to then they've got to get a telco to do it. You know, yeah. there's a lot of issues around that. You have got to remember that as we discussed while you're in Paris, um, the number one benefit that Huawei have on their side this year to increase their sales growth yeah. is the fact they've got every telco doing it and, and Optus doing it dual SIM. Dual SIM, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, look, it's a stunning phone. Um, I've done some photo reviews. I'll do a full review, but Stephen's a full review up at uh, techguide.com.au shortly. Um, Stephen here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech is proudly supported by Uniden. They've got a number of excellent products, including dash cams, but what we're going to talk about today is their Guardian App Cam Solo. Their 4G in particular, this is great for customers who want to monitor a property or maybe a caravan or their boat in an area where there's no wireless network. Security cameras work great if you've got a Wi-Fi network, but what if you don't have a Wi-Fi network? The App Cam Solo works with a 4G SIM card, so it's, it's got a cellular connection so that means that anywhere there's 4g reception you can position this camera and it can keep an eye on your 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 property on your boat on your car wherever whatever you happen to want to keep an eye on and it's got all the features that you'll find on all the other app cam solo cameras as well including full hd video it's also got ThermoSense, which uh, uses both heat and movement to give you the proper notifications. It's got two-way audio, and of course, it's weatherproof, so you can put it anywhere. It also works with a solar panel, so you're probably thinking, well, how am I going to recharge the battery? If you pair this with the, uh, the the companion solar panel, it is a set and forget solution. It will constantly keep the battery charged using the sun. So if you do need to keep an eye on that property, your boat, your caravan, you can do that now with the AppCam Solo 4G. If you want to see more details, you head over to uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. 
with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Let's run fewer run through a few things before we get to our reviews. Uh, Stephen, Apple put uh, well, Apple didn't put it out, but the Progressive Policy Institute put out some uh, research uh, this week around the app economy. They've done this before; it's been about two years. Um, but 136,000 jobs in Australia are Amazing. related to the app economy. Growth of nearly 20,000 in two years. Um, the number of people employed to make apps, design apps, come up with ideas for apps, work around apps, support apps, whatever it is, is now 136,000 people in Australia. So when people say, oh, there's no checkouts anymore at the supermarkets, all the jobs are going, <laughs> what happens is we evolve. Yeah, yeah. And jobs change. Well, who, these who'd these have jobs thought, didn't exist 10 yeah, years ago. Who'd have thought that when the iPhone came out, so the iPhone kind of sort of sparked the, the yeah. app rush that there'd be this entire industry created. And, it, and Australia happens to be the number of jobs created by the app economy, uh, the percentage of jobs in that that include that makes up in Australia is 1.1% of all yeah, jobs in Australia yeah. are the app economy. Uh, Equal first to the United States. Uh, only behind Canada in 1.4. Oh, the, they right. The UK and the US at 1.1. So we have the same percentage. Unbelievable. As bloody US and the, US the UK. And ahead of the UK slightly yeah. and Germany. So the, and, the, and what that means is exports. Like yep. We're making apps, we're building apps, we're making money, and that money's coming into Australia. And a lot of people don't realise that some of the biggest apps in the world are Australian. Yeah. Like some of the, like Canva, Procreate, Fruit Ninja, for God's sake. That's an yeah. Aussie yeah. app. A lot of people play that game. Crossy Road. Love it. Crossy Road as well. Uh, there's Invoice to Go as well, some pretty popular ones. Oz Runways, which I'm, that's a, a, I think you can, is that where you can see where you can fly your drone? Is that one of those? You can, so. It sort of gives you all the where the runways and aerodromes are. That's another popular one as well. But the app economy is flying. It's crazy. And if, if you're ever looking for a reason why it's important to make sure your kids are doing STEM at school, learning coding or doing code yeah. camps and things it's during the holidays, it is a career for the future. It's a trade of the future. Absolutely. That's what it is. Well, Samsung Pay, uh, interesting announcement. If, you've, uh, if you're a commuter and you've mm. got Samsung Pay on your device, on your mm. Galaxy device, you can uh, have – there'll be a, an upgrade to the, to the app and it will basically just replace your Opal card. So instead of you having a physical card, you can now select a payment card on your device, your Samsung device, and you tap it on the Opal terminal and it will it, – it's like paying your fare straight off your credit card. Now – when you say it like that, it doesn't sound that exciting to me because obviously you can do that with an iPhone. Um, you can yep. pay with your Visa card, your MasterCard, your American Express, uh, Google Pay, the same. The, the advance here from Samsung is unbelievable what they've done because they've made this specifically to launch here in Australia with, with the Opal thing. So right now, if you've got an iPhone and you're about to pay with your thing, you've got to unlock it, you've got to look at it, you've got to get your facial recognition, yeah. then you've got to tap it, right? Yep. Or you've got to use your fingerprint, da-da-da-da-da. Um, with the Samsung, you don't have to unlock your phone at all. You just literally put your phone on the thing and you don't need to yeah. fingerprint, you don't need a face ID, it just reads your credit card and goes, bing, you've started your journey. And it's even, phenomenal. Even, even if you're listening to music or on a call or if the phone's locked, like you said, boom, it just works. And and the thing uh, the thing here is that, you know, for Samsung to do that, it's just this little incremental advance. You know, they're incrementally better than Apple, you know, and that's what it's all about, right? It's just incrementally being better than Apple or app, better they than Google Pay. They put their nose ahead. And, yeah. and the other, but the other thing to make very clear here is that it's not actually a useful thing for people who travel every day on the trains because when you use an Opal card uh, every day, you get a weekly discount at the end of the week. You, if you're a pensioner, you get concessions. Mm-hmm. You can't get those weekly discounts. You can't get those concessions using a credit card to pay 
for your Opal. So does the trips. so there's no virtual Opal card yet? No. Is there? So you can only pay off a credit card. But one can only assume. Why don't they do this, that? This much effort has gone in. Yeah. I feel like we're getting very close to that announcement. Well, 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 well I find it very primitive pulling out a bit of plastic to to, to tap on something. Understand, but and I, when, you know. when you th- when you go like, and I was actually on a caught a train into the city yesterday, and every single person on the train had their phone. Yeah, everyone yep. except me. I was just sort of standing there, <laughs> <laughs> but I eventually pulled it out because we got stuck. I got stuck on the train you for forty five minutes. Out. <laughs> yeah, he pulled <laughs> it out. I pulled my phone out. Oh, and because I, because it's we a great were delayed, episode. it's a great episode. <laughs> no, because luckily, you know what? I had, I had a meeting with went in to see Apple the other day, and yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm early. I took my I took my dad. Uh, shout out to Albert, my father Albert. He had a knee replacement um, two days ago, so yeah, now he's he, running sprints. He's going to be doing the city to surf, I reckon, later this year. But I took him early. He had to be at the hospital. Oh, I'll be the like finish line. I shan't be going with him. <laughs> I took him to the hospital early. He had to be there at like six in the morning, mm. six six fifteen. And so I thought, I'm up early. I'm just going to get into town early just to be there. Luckily, I gave myself that extra time. Like I was stuck at like an extra 45 to 50 minutes. There'd been – because I parked my car at Green Square and caught the train into the city. And going into Central, uh, we were stuck just outside Central because there'd been a medical emergency at the museum station. Mm. So we were all stuck in a line. And I had, I had to do a radio interview and everything. Like on the middle of the train, I had to do my this 2 This is HD the weirdest interview. podcast ever. I had the exact <laughs> – we talked about the planes yeah, and stuff. Yeah. The exact same thing happened. Yeah. Uh, week before last, I was on a train, got through Strathfield – I uh, know we're coming into Strathfield, and I, I timed the train. I caught the Me specific too. train. No, I did. I had to be to there. get off at Strathfield to do my radio spot. Yes. I was going to get back on a train to go to Central. Yeah. No, nah, we're we're stuck. Sorry, people. There's been a medical emergency ahead. Yes. And I'm I'm standing on the train <laughs> doing a radio across to TBS in Bathurst, talking about Teslas and stuff. Well, and all these, you all say these that. people looking at me going, "What's this guy talking like that well, for?" This was uh, um, this was at <laughs> this is at eight thirty uh, eight forty five a.m. Packed. I'm shoulder to shoulder, yeah. and I'm thinking the, the the 2HD Newcastle, they said, oh, look, I said, I'm on a train. Do you I said, oh, no, that's, that's all right. Let's just do it now. Pack train. And, I, and again, we were talking about the app economy and the yeah. electric cars. And and then I hung up and, I, and a couple of people looked at me and said, oh, sorry, that was a radio interview. And then, and then two blokes popped up and goes, yeah, I agree with you about the electric cars. That's <laughs> great. And we had, we, for the rest of the journey, we were talking about electric cars. <laughs> Driving people cuckoo. Yeah. So they said, oh, no, I agree with what you said there. But I don't think they can do that. What, what are the, what's going on there? So if you've got a Samsung Galaxy S10 <laughs> or any, any Samsung with Samsung Pay, the app's been updated now uh, and you can tap on and off without even needing to touch your phone, essentially. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Stephen Fennick. Uh, Telstra look like they've just given the boot to the Telstra Thanks program. Um, the, the idea that you was a Telstra customer, you could log into Telstra Thanks and you could get movie tickets and things. I reckon in a few months that's gone because they've launched a thing called Telstra Plus. It's there, which it's, is it's like a frequent flyer frequent program. program. That's yeah. exactly what I call it's frequent it. Frequent flyer, that's what I wrote. So the more intro. you spend with them, the more points you get, which means you can buy a little Google Home or a Wi-Fi booster or some bloody yeah. thing from them. Maybe get a discount on a phone. But more importantly, if you spend enough money, you get a discount on a phone. My only problem with it is it's a lot of money. Like it's like flybys. Yeah, like, no, you need to spend a hundred thousand to get a free trip to Melbourne. Is thing that right? about yeah, the thing about an actual freaking fly point. Like we we use we get freaking flies. Yeah, 
status credits and things. There's a very clear, okay, when I fly to Melbourne, it's going to be 20 status credits and 2,000 yeah. That's the real points. currency, the status yeah. credits. Oh, 100%. To keep you in the class. Mate, without question. <laughs> um, but you know what you're getting. And you also yeah. know that, you know, 100,000 uh, frequent fly points is worth about 100 bucks uh, if you're going to, you know, redeem them at a store. Because yeah. we used to use mine at Christmas time. We'd buy like Meyer and Kmart vouchers and give those as gifts yep. with my frequent flyer points. But I just feel like it's it's a huge like it's some some of the examples they gave I don't have in front of me were like spend three thousand over two years you get twenty five percent off a phone, mate. Who's yeah, spending but, three grand? Yeah, but if you got if you got um, your internet, your home phone, your, your uh, mobile phone, did you get close? You're, you're wasting your money. Go somewhere else. You could save money. <laughs> like yeah, this is my only problem. I yeah. get it. But in reality, they are they are truly and genuinely at least re- rewarding go. loyalty. Good on yeah. them. But if you really want to take advantage of these kind of benefits, spend less with a different telco and save the money yourself. Perhaps you're right there, Trev. But I, I do like. I think the the sort of the low hanging fruit in the in the reward program would be like the movie tickets and it's because yeah. you know if you, you're a family taking your family to the movies. So when's the last time we took your kids to the movies? It costs a lot of dough, don't yeah. it? To take everyone to the movies. Yeah. So well, this can maybe lighten the load a little bit. We bring our own food in the bag. Yeah, well, yeah it's what I do too, we mate. Take What's the popcorns. They're expensive. You know, there, there's some cinemas that actually that dis, that don't allow that. Yeah, they, they have signs you can't bring your own food. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's some that are pretty that sure do it's that. the one I go to. <laughs> That's why we put it in you a bag with kids' jumpers on top so they look at it. There Mate, listen, they it. don't even check tickets anymore. Yeah, like, I go upstairs to our cinemas and there's a there's a you know lectern there where they're meant to be. Just walk in. Yeah. Got, no one's checking. It's just letting yeah. people in. Yeah. So what are you suggesting? Just go in. Just walk in. Just go watch a movie. Yeah, just go. No dramas. And if someone says, like, oh, you're sitting, you're, sitting in my, you're, you're sitting in my seat, just say, oh, sorry, I must have got my the, seat wrong. The, I describe this Telstra Plus thing as, um, as a public – admission of a Telstra's dirty little secret. Now, this goes back to when I was at 2GB, so we're talking early 2000s, that um, we would sign a new deal with Telstra for you know, for the phone system there and for all the mobile phones, same with SBS, and you'd sign this new contract with millions of dollars because, you know, it's, it's huge deals yeah. that they do. Yeah. And as a result of committing to that, you'd get what they call device credits. And so that's why they'd be, you know, everyone would get new Blackberries and everyone got new phones because, you know, Telstra just gave us $10,000 worth of device credits. Yeah. You, you could spend it but up. you spent a solid they've amount a, to get They've that. essentially started doing that for the average the consumer, consumers, and yeah. I respect that. Yeah, but it, again, you've got to spend a fair bit of dough to get something back. Though. Better off just saving money with another telco. Just, that's just my opinion. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. It's just awesome. Thanks, Billy boy. We love your work. Um, hope we're coming through loud and clear. Uh, now, at CES, I, I got, I think, most excited about a product from Sony, which they announced, which was a turntable for your old vinyl records. Yep. Not new. Seen those before. And they make good ones. Two ninety nine available next month, but it connects via Bluetooth. Mate, this thing's awesome. So the speakers connect via Bluetooth. Yes. Is that what? So you, turn, you sit it down, you plug it into power. <coughs> There's a large circle button on the front. Says Bluetooth pairing. You push and hold it, the light flashes. And I'm thinking, how do I get a speaker to connect? Because you need a, you know, your smartphone. Like, how yeah, do you, yeah. How do you no, hit the tip? Then yeah. you, you put your speaker in pairing mode, or your headphones, or your soundbar, and it just goes. Oh, there's a new thing. I'm going to connect to it, and it just connects to it. Boom. Uh-huh. And is then there you, a display on the on the turntable to nope, say that nothing what at device all. is paired. No. Okay. It says paired, and then you put your bloody 45 or 33 down. You press start. Boom, boom. And I'm listening to music. Mate, I, I had turntables on the Today Show the other day, which was the reason I had this thing. But then I took it back to the office and I set it up and I've got 
I had a little. I used a, a little Sony Bluetooth speaker. I used a big JBL party box, and then I used you know those Grado headphones I've got, but they're Bluetooth. Yep. I got them last year when I was in America, mate. I reckon I sat for forty five minutes just sit listening to listening to the vinyl because it was beautiful. Vinyl sounds great. The sound of vinyl. It's now, yes, a, a proper like audio it. narc will will tell me that via Bluetooth is a transgression and all. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Don't bit rate for it. Sounded yeah. beautiful. And okay. I just went, you know what? I love this experience. And I've tried, you know, I've tried the Rager Planner and a bunch of record players before, and they're yeah. great. But in our household, there's nowhere to put it, yeah. right? It's not going to be anywhere. We don't have a, an entertainment area, a listening right? room. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like you could easily have one in here, right? Yeah, but yeah. in our lounge room, it just wouldn't work. But I love the idea of there being one in a, on a shelf or in, a, in another room or a cupboard. You pull it out. You plug it in. You go. Which? What? I'm going to use headphones. I'm going to put a speaker on. We're going to play records at a dinner party. Whatever it is, <laughs> and it just works, mate. It is so good. Two ninety nine available next month. I genuinely think they will sell out. That's really cheap. Two ninety nine. I was exactly. I'm always thinking of, of adding a, a, a turntable to the system yeah. here. Be able to do it. I've got all the floor speakers here. Sound terrific. But um, it'd be great. Yeah. There's a lot of competition out there. Though. The, the, the I know the Sony ones you're talking about now. Two ninety nine. But there are others, uh, other brands oh, around yeah. that same price. Audio Technica. Good. There's a bunch of yeah. there's a bunch of turntables out there. And then you go up through the through the ranks. Of, you know, Synergy Audio have all the Rager Planner, the MoFi's, and Cambridge. It's it's like the, so. I had a guy from Synergy Audio with me at the Today Show the other morning setting them up. And he had this device with him, and he sat sat it on the on the on the disc, you know, on the turntable, on the record. Bit. <laughs> no, no, no record on there, just okay, on the on, right. the on the disc. And then he sat it there, and then he put the needle on top of this device, and it was like a set of scales, and it would it would weigh how heavy the needle was. So he looked at the Sony, which is not his product, and, you know, he's looking down at it because it's a $2.99 <laughs> cheap product. Yeah. And he goes, there should be a weight on this. I went, there's no, I couldn't find one in a box, a weight for the, for the you know, stylus. Oh, yeah. I looked at the pictures, yeah. there's no weight. Yeah. And he sits it down. He goes, Oof. I went, oh, what's wrong? He goes, three grams, mate. Was that heavy? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, what's the $2,700 Cambridge? He goes, one. <laughs> so three times the weight of the stylus on the record. But look. You're not going to notice so the, the difference. So, the, what, so what's the idea then? The lighter, the better. The lighter it is, the better the, ah, better the sound quality comes really? through. Yeah. Okay, I learned, so something, look, I learned something today. Yeah, okay, so it's got a heavy weighted stylus and it's not as good a quality, I'm sure. But, okay. mate, for me... It's like, buying, it's like buying a bike. You know, you buy a bike, if it's a graphite, you can lift it up with one finger, but if it's a normal alloy bike, it's Correct. whatever. Correct, yeah. and that only matters when you've got to lift the bloody thing, right? Exactly. When you're riding it, it doesn't make <laughs> much of a difference. But so, but so what the idea of it, if it's pressing too hard on the record, it's not going to be you're not fine getting, You're not getting as fine a detail out of the grooves. Right. Yeah, but I've got okay. my family's uh, 45s and 33s, and it's just awesome to flick through them. You know what I found? I'm flicking through them. I found I saw one, a, one you shared was um, a village people. Oh, mate, I've got village people. Um, <laughs> but uh, Not that there's anything wrong with we've, that. We've got, mate, in the Navy. Like, everyone, everyone, <laughs> plays, everyone plays YMCA. In I'm telling Navy. you, in the Navy. Yes, you can sail the seven seas <laughs> in the Navy. It's a great song. You can. Okay, we'll stop it there. In the Navy. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a great song. Anyway, yeah. uh, so we've got a lot of kids stuff. We've got like Puff the Magic Dragon and Batman really? and Robin. And like from your albums. childhood. This yes, is from your yeah. childhood. We've got Dumbo and it's in immaculate what? condition. And Dumbo's just coming out again as a movie. Oh, I'm wow. thinking eBay. Oh, That'd be, you'll be sitting on a gold mine there. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really nice way to bring Fantastic. your vinyl collection to life. Next month, two ninety nine. I reckon it's a cracker from Sony. But what so. about too when you walk into J? Like for people thinking, okay, but where do I buy the disc from? Well, JB everywhere. Oh, JB yeah. oh. sell everything now on. Vinyl. I was told that uh, it, with new releases yeah. now they make more vinyl than CDs. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. 
And because but, obviously digital is but the vinyl, bigger, it's bigger a percentage. Tad expensive though. Oh yeah, they're you're like paying 50, 50, 50 bucks like now for a vinyl. Yeah, Plus, yeah. they're doing these remastered ones now, which when you hold the vinyl up, it's like see through because they take the carbon out of the vinyl. Like that's oh. the, they're now creating better quality vinyl. Really? Like it's outrageously okay. good. And I, I, isn't isn't there too the the isn't the weight and the thickness of the vinyl a factor as well? Like you know, I'm the, sure it all is. Yeah. If you're a complete narc, you know all this stuff. Yes. But for me, I just want to pull out the old John Farnham Major Reason, make it on, and have. Have some you got that on vinyl? Major Reason. Or did you buy it again? Did no, you no. Bu- these you bought it in the eighties. I haven't bought a single record. I've got like I've got a lot of Kylie Minogue singles because my <laughs> sister was massively. I've okay. got every Kylie Minogue single because my okay. sister was massively into it. But I've Everybody's got Major doing Reason. Is you got that? They got locomotion, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to keep uh, and chain reaction. T- I don't have whispering oh, jack. Chain reaction. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the the. Hang on, you, you don't have whispering jack. No, I've got age of reason. Age of reason. Reaction. Oh, mate, it's great. Yeah. Age of reasons, great. Good, good. Discs. That came out. That was great. If I hadn't sent the record player back, we could spin. Some remi- discs. Age of Age of Reason was the year. It reminds me of the year I first started playing for Souths. It was my uh, theme song for that year. That's oh, a really? great song. Do 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 do. I like the start of that song. That's great. The extended version I've got. It's really nice. You could talk about Farnham for hours. And why am I doing all the talking about oh, Farnham? Man, I'm blown away. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I'm a Farnham fan. You know that. Mate, one of the best concerts I ever saw was a John Farnham concert. There's no doubt. Anyone that's been to a Chain Farnham concert. Reaction, 1990 concert at the Entertainment Centre was bloody brilliant. Even the recent my stuff, mate, yeah. if you see him, he's, he's exceptional. The man can sing. Yeah. He's had about 85 farewell he's, tours, but yeah, it's pretty <sighs> why good. Why did you have to go there? <laughs> you had to ruin a great mo- moment. Okay, don't, worry about, don't worry about the sting. This was Let's a good just, moment. Don't worry about you the sting. You ruined it. <laughs> just forget the sting. We're going to talk about another audio product. So this is the review that I've posted about the Microsoft Surface headphones. I'm riveted. Have you tried these headphones? Not yet. They're they're, nice. they're, look, for, for a first attempt, I've got to say they're very nice. They're pretty good. Very nicely designed. Probably got one of the best noise cancellation on a on a pair of headphones. Also has probably best. one of the Better best. Better than Sony and Bose. Yes, yes, up there. Also has probably on, one of the best. Up there or best, mate? Make up your mind. Mate, I think that they are equal, if not slightly better, okay. than the noise in the noise cancellation field. But also probably one of the best controls on the on the headphones as well. You know, got the dial on yeah. each ear cup. Yes. They've got the touch controls as well. The left so dial, dial is to and dial. touch. Yeah, so they've got the dial for the noise cancellation. So when you pause your music, you can turn your noise cancellation right down and then the ambient microphones kick in so you can hear around you even better. And then you can turn it all the way back okay. up to 100%. Yep. But the right-hand dial is volume. Right. So rather than fiddling around, you know, some headphones have got a really tiny little volume control on the bottom. You've got to try find it mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. This is really nice, and the touch controls are very sensitive as well. Also got very good Bluetooth range. Okay. Like I, I remember le- I left my phone, you know, where my office is here, and I went uh, out to the yard, to the backyard, just to test it. Uh. I got to my backyard and not a problem. It was still connected and Wow, playing. that is good. So it's pretty good. So there's that. So Bluetooth, great. The noise cancellation, excellent. Controls, excellent. Sound quality, very impressive. Nowhere near Bose or Sony quality, especially right. Sony. The, the 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 clarity, isn't that the interesting? Edge of it wasn't there. It's very interesting. You think Microsoft software tech company really nailing the bits that a tech company could do exactly, but not what an audio company can do. There just wasn't that refinement, you know. Yeah, like right. the the bass was a bit weak as well. There was no, I was to, there was no app to pair up with. You know, getting getting the equalizer. Uh, right. Yeah. I was I was sent an email from Microsoft say if you're if you can you can download it on a Windows computer. You can, if you pair it up to a Windows computer, there is a way to 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 to, to get into the equalizer. But which I did I didn't have a Windows computer to test it on when I was in Paris. Mm. So I've got to try that. But 
audio quality for a first attempt, pretty good. Right. It's not a Sony or a Bose, though. Right. Okay. Now, here's my other problem. It's five hundred dollars. These headphones. Wow. Four ninety nine ninety five. And I looked on JB's you can get site. You QC thirty five Mark twos for three ninety five. Three forty nine. You get them for. Okay. I looked on the JB Hi Fi site before I published the review. The the Sony thousand WM threes are now three nine nine. You can get Mark threes for three nine 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 nine. Oh. Bose three four nine. So I'm thinking, who's going to buy? Who's going to pay five hundred for a pair of Microsoft headphones? My conclusion was, if they were a bit more aggressively priced, they'd be in the game. They're yeah. in the game. Yeah. But at that price, I'm sorry, if, if people have got 500, they're not going to go past two audio brands like Sony and Bose to mm. buy Microsoft. Yeah. Whether you, you could be a Microsoft fanboy, Sony's, to Sony's credit, they were able to match Bose. I think generally, I, th- I, I'm, I don't know if they're officially matching them in sales, yeah. but they certainly match them in reputation now. Absolutely. On, on the same price point. But Microsoft, come on. Yeah. I, I think, look, uh, the, these are, uh, I think, not not slightly overpriced, drastically overpriced. Yeah. They should have been a bit more aggressive with this pricing, and uh, they, I think they would have been in the contest. But yeah. all those other features I mentioned, fantastic. The controls, fantastic. I can't wait for their second version. Yeah, they've they've, I reckon they've, they've got a lot of learnings out of this. I'll one. wait for the Mark version threes. two. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, the Mark two, the Mark threes. Did you say Mark three? I'll wait for Mark three. Good on you, mate. Two blokes talking tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Oh, it's just great to be back, Stephen. It uh, is. It's lovely great to be, to be back here. in the same room. And, um, geez, we can jibber, can't we? Yeah. Over an hour. That's, that's, that's extra extra value. Oh, it's great extra value. It's value. A couple, we're, of, we're couple gonna of stories thrown in. And send us your email address. We'll send you an invoice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want your money back. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. You didn't pay it. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you want your money back, give yourself an uppercut. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can read all those stories at eftm.com and uh, techguide.com.au. Stephen, let's do it all again next week. I'll be there. Yeah, I think I'll join you. <laughs>